business is booming. From the small mom and pops to the big industries, our local businesses drive our economy and provide the products, services, and jobs we depend on. Our host, Jennifer McCurdy, brings us these stories as she visits with the business owners and leaders of Fort Payne and DeKalb County, Alabama. And now, here's Jennifer. Hello, our Business is Booming listeners. Thanks for joining us today. I have a very special guest, John Dersham, with the DeKalb County Tourism Association. Thank you, John, for joining us. Thank you, Jennifer. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm glad to have you on our podcast, Business is Booming. I am excited to be here because business is booming. I know, it really is. And I have just recently had so many conversations with people saying, hey, I'm listening to the podcast, and that is so encouraging. It is, because it's very informative, and people can find out a lot about our community that way. And now maybe even tourism. Well, I was about to say, I've got John Dersham with DeKalb County Tourism with me today on our podcast, and he's been at it 14 years now? 15 years. 15 years. Just celebrated my 15th anniversary. Well, happy anniversary. Yep. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, we thought having tourism speak a little bit about what you all can do as far as or what you do, tourism okay. in any community, really, for right. as an economic driver in the community. I think a lot of that gets overlooked. Everybody thinks tourism, fun, and and it is. I it mean, is. But the importance of bringing people to your area to spend money in your area exactly. is so important. So talk to us a little bit well, about the, the definition of tourism exa- in its exactly. entirety. So a tourist is somebody that earns their money other than the place they're visiting and where they're visiting, they're going to spend it. So for example, our community thrives on the people that live here, right? That's right. Well, so to get outside income, income that actually is not earned in DeKalb County. So for us, it's DeKalb County, the whole county. They have to live outside this economy uh, and they bring their money here when they come to visit and they get lodging, they eat, they buy gas, they go to attractions, they shop, because everybody loves to come downtown Fort Payne and shop all the neat little gift stores. And so and many other communities are having, and they're thing. thriving too, Five yes, Henniger. they are. And so, most of them have a bunch of shops that are unique for the community. A lot of them have antique stores, which are still extremely popular everywhere. They have secondhand this, secondhand that, like my granddaughters, they like to go to secondhand shops, clothes and things like Lots that. Lots of jewels found there, little nuggets of It's always, and a, sur- always and, a surprise. Yeah. So our visitors are critical to DeKalb because it's really the largest income stream other than agriculture. So agriculture statewide is the largest industry. We're number two statewide. But in DeKalb County, it's especially true because people opt on their own as a leisure tourist to come here. So let's say Huntsville, Birmingham, Montgomery, Mobile, a biggest portion of their tourism dollars are actually meetings and conventions, sports events, it all counts, but business travelers, and in the case of Huntsville, you know, uh, government travel. In DeKalb County, people are choosing to come here. So we're second only to the beach, Orange Beach and Gulf Shores in the state of Alabama for the percentage of people that come to our destination strictly as a leisure traveler. That means they're getting a hotel, they're renting one of our four over 400 now short-term rentals, cabins, uh, or just personal property owners that are renting a room, things like that, camping, 
uh, and they're doing things that stimulate the rest of the economy of tourism. So once they come and actually pay lodging tax, so everywhere you go, if you rent short term, you have to pay lodging tax, and it's just included in your bill. You go to the hotel, you probably don't even notice it until you check out, and you'll see that there's a column down there. It's pretty for significant. Tax. It in is. Hotel, it, it, it is significant. Like in Birmingham, it's eighteen percent. So you really notice it. But what happens is those dollars go to the state revenue office. And the state revenue office has a guy named Dr. David Duravi, works for Auburn University, who's an, a tourism economist. He does the southern six states, and he does it by county. And what he does is he creates a formula based on the cost of living in each county. So all 67 counties of Alabama and Georgia and North Carolina, all of them. And he knows exactly what the visitor will spend once they buy a hotel room. So the average cost of a hotel or a cabin in DeKalb County, he figures that. And then he calculates uh, a family of four for each night what they'll do and proven things that they'll do because they track the, the receipts from these people that have zip codes, things like that. They'll buy gas. They'll go to restaurants. They'll do retail shopping. They'll pay for attractions, those that charge for attractions. And basically, they're distributing in DeKalb County. Now, last year, more than $600 per day on their visit. Per day. That's Family great. of four. So that takes the lodging and all the other things that they're known to do during that visit. So if we get them two days, $1,200. If we get them three days, $1,800 automatically. So what we're trying to do is make our invitation to all of our visitors to stay longer. We're, we're all, we've always been a weekend destination. It's just that way. And let me ask that, speaking of staying longer in the weekend destination, when is our prime season for tourists? Okay, June is our largest month. Okay. And do you think that some has a little bit to do with the camps in Mentone? It does, because the what happens is the parents bring the kids to the event they pick them up. Sometimes they come in, if it's a two-week event, they come in between, and they'll stay. So they're paying lodging. There's a, so it's always a big deal uh, for uh, when the camps are on. Also, June has been Fan Appreciation Weekend Month. And so this year, that changes tune a little bit with June Jam. Oh, yes. But with June Jam, they're also doing the other things. So, you know, the fan club members got first dibs on the tickets. And the same people that are coming to Fan Appreciation every week. By the way, we sell out all lodging each Fan Appreciation weekend, every time. So this time, not only will we sell it out, we're going to be a, have a shortage of rooms because we'll have a larger population overall. Which will trickle into our in. other outlying um, counties that kind of border us. It will. And, you know, most of the other areas in the county— you know, Collinsville has a couple of hotels, and Rainsville has one. And then there's, believe it or not, there's rental cabins all throughout the county. There's yes. a number of them uh, on Sand Mountain, and there's some near Bucks Pocket, and there's some near High Falls Park. So there's plenty of places to, you know, get lodging in DeKalb County. So with 10,000 tickets sold, and then the people that typically— are coming to the Fan Appreciation Weekend, they'll be at the concert too. So let's say 10,000 people are in town. That uh, I don't know the number of that that would be local and will not need lodging. Well, even if it were 5,000 that weren't local. Oh, it's— I yeah. mean, 
that is a huge influx of money coming back into our community. And even local people will be in town spending money while they're here. They do. And what happens is that the other piece of the tourism formula is when we travel, I'm this way too, my wife and I, when we travel, we have more money to spend than we do when we live at home. When well, we're at home, that. we don't spend. Right, you're right? just home. So <laughs> you save up. <laughs> you do. So you we save. like to collect you know, artistic pieces of stuff. And when we travel, that's a time that we say, let's see what the art galleries are around uh, Gatlinburg or Yellowstone. And, you know, uh, let's save up money so we can buy one good piece of art or something like that. Yes. Plus, you're also going to pay a little bit more for lodging. So we get the same thing here. So when people come here, they come equipped with more money. That's why places like our, you know, uh, 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 Maker's Market. Boomtown Maker's Market. Boomtown's mm, ma- Maker's Market and in, uh, in, uh, in Mentone, Arts oh. and Cultural Center. Yes. You know, people, there's two and $3,000 pieces in there or more. And that's when they sell them. They sell them to visitors. And if you're not familiar with Boomtown Maker's Market it's in downtown wonderful. Fort Payne, you have to go in there. It's I mean, it's the one of the. It's just as neat it, a store as you could have anywhere on the planet. Really. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, and that's the type of stores when I go places, I seek out. I always go to downtown to their. And I love little downtowns like Fort Payne. Me too. And I always try to find a store that carries unique items to their community. And that's what artists, local artists, and um, makers in the community. I love it. And it's got the best layout and design, and it just feels comfortable in there. You're in there, and you want to stay a long time. And the people who work there usually have they have products in there they or their their um, craftsmanship items. Exactly. I don't know. Is that how? Yeah, um, art and And craft. so they're passionate about not only their work, but other makers' work. Yes. And they can talk about it and give you the history, and it's just— And a tourism town like this is a lot more likely to be really successful at that. Because the tourists, like we said, do come equipped to really have a good time in a new location, buying art and crafts and wood and beautiful woodworkings. So wh- I'm going back to the June Jam because I'm because I'm a squirrel. Right there you go. <laughs> Bringing it back around. How do you feel like it will truly impact our economy locally? It will impact. Even more than uh, Fan Appreciation Weekend, simply because the total number's larger. So what happens is because it's a Thursday through Sunday event somewhere, because, you know, Randy is doing his thing and Teddy's doing Mm -hmm. his thing, and Saturday's the big event. And because of that, people are in town three, four days. And some people, you know, they like coming so much. We know several people that used to come in the visitor center all the time. They would come here first just to find out what's going on. Well, as a matter of fact, they'd come in and they'd say, uh, I got to know him pretty good. They'd say, John, have you talked to Randy this year? <laughs> I said, yeah, I've talked to him a couple of Exactly what did he say? Waiting, anticipating <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. the return well, oh, yeah. of the June Jet were just, and they just say, to know what he was talking I about. I know. <laughs> they they want to know. Somebody you know, maybe talks to him once or twice a year. What do you have to say? You know, so it's amazing the loyalty, and it's well deserved. I mean, it's a wonderful. Oh, they group. put us on the but map. But they're honestly. going to you have a you have a multiple day event like this, so people aren't just coming and going. They're going to spend the time here, and they're going to spend a lot of money. So it's major to the economy of the whole area. 
Well, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that this is just the start of many more June jams to come. And um, hopefully we can, it'll continue to grow and we can find space for it, for a, a larger venue. I know that the VFW Fairgrounds is a great starting point, I feel like. Oh, it is, yeah. And it was the natural one uh, from a square footage standpoint yes. that was usable. Yeah. So I think that it's just very exciting. It's been one of our— And people I'm, are so glad to hear about oh this fact. I mean, it just— we, That's been our number one asked question since um, since I've been at the chamber. Do you think the June gym will come back? What's the chances of that happening? And so when they announced it at the chamber awards banquet— I can't, we we're still receive yeah. we still receive calls about you know what can we want to be a vendor or before the tickets went on sale when are the tickets are going when are they going on sale and then until now who's going to be in the lineup so and you know the Times Journal released that today I saw that that's so yeah. exciting so I, they said if it, first round maybe there's another yeah. round of artists coming out perhaps. Well, so far uh, we've got Jamie Johnson, Jake Owen, the Oak Ridge Boys. Another country music hall of fame group. Uh, the frontman Richie McDonald, formerly of Lone Star. Tim Rushlow, formerly of Little Texas. Larry Stewart of Restless Heart, Exile, and Exile, I guess. Mark Wills, Neil McCoy, Daly and Vincent, Home Free, the Malpass Brothers, DJ Silver, and special appearance by Randy Travis. That's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. That's a, quite an impressive lineup, actually. And if they do that, I enjoyed the singer songwriter festival last year. It was great. That yeah. was just it's. I love those venues though when it's just an artist with their guitar talking about their songs and with people who they write with and sing with. I kind love of people giving the background story of songs. I love that, especially with a singer songwriter for them just to sit and play a guitar and sing their songs. Yeah, sometimes that's. That's better than the album or the CD itself. It's therapy. Itself. It's oh, therapy yeah. for them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and for us. I mean. It's going to be exciting. And this is an impressive list. Yes, it is. I mean, that's a lot of people. So mm. you're going to be entertained. All day long. Uh, yes. Well into the night. Right. From one to 10 in the evening. So that's a pretty good number of hours. So we can, we're going to have to really keep an eye out on people and see if all us old phobies can stay awake. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was just a young pup when the um, June jam when I attended my final June jam, and you know, it's a it's a long day, but it'll be so fun, so much fun. I cannot tell you how many people continuously email us. We're coming. We've already booked our rooms. Well, as, already as quickly as the tickets sold, it would tell you that you know the opportunity for it to expand is even greater. So if we get a venue that can be up, you know, can accommodate twice that many people, I'm thinking it would probably fill up. Ooh, that'd be excellent. Now we'll lose lodging out of that deal because people will be inching towards Etowah and Cherokee but County. But our place will, but our lodging will be full, and then maybe we can justify additional lodging. Well, this year uh, we're real borderline on Avid Candlewood Suites, which opens here. It may not be open by June, but it's going to be close. So, but oh, that'll be a good. A that's ninety nine rooms. Oh, that's so that'll be a good excellent. addition for us. When people, very exciting. Okay, I want to talk about Boom Days. Okay, too as well. We're already seeing people interested in Boom Days. Our lineup for Boom Days, which is the third weekend in September right. every year, also is a big 
big it's a deal. big tourism event. Oh, yes. A lot bigger than people realize. And, and it's not the only event. Uh, Colorfest was always that way in Mentone and Rhododendron Festival a little bit, but Colorfest, we've got a. We get so many people in the fall that are coming from points further south. So in the fall, most of our business is coming from southern Alabama, M- Montgomery and south, Birmingham and south, uh, southern Mississippi, southern Georgia and the Panhandle of Florida, and Louisiana especially, southern, because we're the for- first really good deciduous fall color. Everything's pine trees south. So That's true. So they get the color and they come here. Uh, and— you know, something uh, like Boom Days, we consider that really our first major fall event because it's late enough in September mm-hmm. that school's been on long enough that families are wanting to get out, have a good time. They're getting that itch for cooler weather. So about 15% of the population at Boom Days is typically overnight business. Yeah, that's pretty So they're good. coming in, uh, and we do have those that are traveling from Huntsville and Birmingham that'll go back the same day, but we, it, it's it's a great event. It really does help fill our lodging, and again, those people are likely to spend more money than somebody that's strolling through and goes home at night. And that's the third weekend every year in September, yes. and we've got we kick it off on Friday night, and we'll have a band called Chasing Pain to start yes. us off, and then a local band that's a tribute band, and they're going to do a tribute for Bob Seger tribute band this year that's going to be fun and then saturday john why don't you tell us who will be well saturday we got a really big night big night we got sammy kershaw aaron tippen and colin ray and uh, opening for them is the boys in the band alabama tribute band and of course chasing pain was that on friday night or is that saturday night friday night and but the bob seeger tribute and that's friday night too yes so i mean those are some big names and it's going to be exciting because these guys are oh, major hits. Yeah, I know. I mean, major, we've, we've, major Again, hits. we're hearing positive things about our lineup for Boom Days, too. And that's we have other things during the day on Saturday. We have uh, vendors set up. We have craftsmen in the park. Yeah, and, and things for kids to do. Lots inflatables. of kids' activities. Yeah. And so it's a really great family fun kind of day for our community. Keeps you busy all day long. Come early, stay late. Yes. It's fun. And basically, the concerts end about 10, 10.30, maybe sometimes just a little bit later by the time you get out of there. But it's great right from the beginning of the day to the end. Always yeah. something to do. And lots of exhibits and lots of artwork and crafts to see. And there's things going on all over downtown. There's a wine tasting, too, every year. So um, stick your kid on one of those inflatables. That's right. Go have a glass of wine. <laughs> No, it's a great event. It really is. And I is. love it. I mean, it's, uh, I'm in, well, basically, it started just a couple of years before I started this job. So I haven't missed it since, you know, I've been living here, really. Well, I think I attended one prior to taking my position here at the chamber, and it was, I mean, it was really fun. But since I've been at the Chamber of Commerce, certainly I've been involved in helping plan. Um, yes, absolutely. And then I attend them, obviously. And, I'm thinking, what was I thinking about coming sooner? <laughs> they are so no, fun. Really and my children good. love them. They like to come hang out and help. And so. Well, we have a lot of things here. Um, what is the number one the tourism? Well, um, like okay. as far as when all the people that come here, what's the number one thing they do? Okay, so 
since we're destination marketing, there are things that attract a visitor. And, you know, you would love to promote specifically a named hotel, but that isn't what they, why they come. They come because of the features of the community. So they come for a really cool downtown, which Fort Payne is, and the others in the community, Fife and Ida, all those, Rainsville, you know, there's things to do there. But they're coming for our scenic beauty and leisure events. So they're coming for the festivals. They're coming to rent a cabin, hang their feet off the side of the rail. And they're coming to hike. Some are coming to bike. Little River Canyon, DeSoto State Park, Bucks Pocket. So we got two major state parks in the county and a national preserve. So last year, we came real close to a million people to visit Little River Canyon. And they count them. They have, they have a counting system in each of the national park units. They're kind of hanging in trees, from what I understand. And they have a formula for, you know, how many times a, the same car would go by type thing, how many people are in the car. So that's a lot of visitors. It is and it brings a lot of economy, a lot of dollars spent in the area when those people are coming to visit, especially if they're coming from far enough they're going to spend the night. Now, when they come from nearby uh, communities or in Georgia, if they don't, if they don't spend the night, they we don't capture those as tourism dollars. So our formula in tourism always starts with lodging tax. That's how the rest of the numbers are calculated. But no matter where they're coming from, if they're coming to spend a day at Little River Canyon, they're going to buy food, they're going to buy gas, they're going to they're have a good retail spend, which our communities are collecting those retail dollars. So it's all good when somebody comes to town. And there are plenty of free, fun things to do. Besides yes. the, the hiking and biking, we have the Depot Museum, yes, which is fantastic. beautiful. Yeah. We it's, have and the, it's beautifully done, the neatest place. Um, the railroad, the... Um, Yep. Model. Yeah, the model railroad and that's, in the coal and iron building on yes. the second floor. It's really cool. I mean, we just Lots have Lots of parks. We've got the Hosiery Museum. Yes, the Hosiery Museum. We've got the Opera House that you got to go see. And, and they're I mean, starting really, to do more we're um, doing shows. doing more events at the I, Opera House. That makes me happy. Oh, no, it's really good. We've got such neat architecture, and so much of it goes back to the late 1800s when the town was boomed by New Englanders, came mm-hmm. down here on a newly operating train system and you know they brought some wealth and they built the community and they built a lot of really nice architecture and homes that a lot of which is still here so it's very exciting it's an exciting place to live it's an exciting place to visit yep and we've got lodging too and now uh, downtown as well so if you're some people prefer the um a cabin in the woods we have plenty of those which are fabulous too but some people Want a downtown experience. They so, do. They really do. Um, and they want to be right there. They want to walk down yes. from their lodging and just be on the, on foot. And we've time. got, well, we've got the lofts on, on yeah. Galt, and then we've got other um, houses that are really like within a block of downtown right. or a few blocks walkable anyway that are available. So that's encouraging. And oh, and it, it's encouraging to see the foot traffic downtown Fort Payne compared to what it was. Just in the last seven years or so, the number of people on foot, night, I mean, even in the night hours and during the day, there's a lot more people walking around because it, it proves that there's a lot more to do. Yep. So there's an old tourism thing is that if a family comes to your town for the first time, 
they'll they'll head straight for downtown, whatever downtown is considered, because they know that's where the neat shops are. Well, they'll park in front of a business that they recognize is open, and they get out of their cars, and if they walk down the street, let's say, to the north, and the next three stores are totally empty, they turn around and go back to their car and drive away. But if they can see that there's something to go to all down the street, you keep them for a long time. And that's why you're starting to see people on foot, because they're parking one spot of maybe at the other end of downtown, and, and they know there's enough activity downtown and enough things open mm-hmm. that they're doing both sides of the road, up and down. And you didn't used to see that here, because people, especially the visitors, they would come and they say, oh, not much open, I'll leave. Right. They go to the park. The- and Mondays, I, you know, it's hard to, and this is not unique to our community. A lot of, especially restaurants, are closed on Mondays. Yes. Because to them, Sunday and Monday are their off days to have a little bit of time off. But, man, to encourage people to stay over the weekend and have more options on Monday would be great. It is, especially with the, the Monday holidays. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we can get that extra night, the income dramatically increases for the city and the county when we can keep visitors an extra day. And the most typical time to keep them an extra day is on those Monday holidays. Now, I know you don't talk to the tourists when they come. I mean, you do if you see them, but yes. in general. But do you ever have anyone call that was visiting and say, you know, I had a great experience, but I wish you had? Uh, yeah, I get that with some of the major retailers and restaurants. I wish you had an Olive Garden uh, you know, I wish you had a target and things like that. But as far as the motivators that brought them here, no. I mean, they can't, They come for a specific reason. Now, sometimes things are not open, perhaps in Mentone when they're there, and they're upset because they, they think it's a really neat spot and a really neat shop, but it doesn't happen to be open. And, you know, that's, you know— that's we hear, the double-edged sword, though, with small that, businesses. Yes, they don't we, have enough right. people to keep it open. And, you know, it's a lot of times just the owners working And some working of them are it. part-time businesses. Yeah. They're weekend businesses, just the way they operate. Mostly what I do here is how nice our people are. That's wonderful. Now, that's an incredible comment because I've lived around the country, and it, it, a lot of times that isn't what you're hearing. And when I go to the major tourism events that the major cities like Birmingham and Huntsville and some of them, you know, they get a lot more emphatic and troublesome type of comments from their visitors. We don't. It's it's incredible how positive our visitors are. I mean, they 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 come here, they like it, they get attached to it, and with our visitors, they come back over and over and over. See, that's not true of a lot of areas. They come as a tourist once, they see it, they go home, and they don't go back. But here, we have people it move a here habit. after they, they visit. They I mean, do. they've decided, and especially after they retire. Yes, that they're, yeah. they're decided that this is the best little community they've visited and they're moving to us. So, the formula for tourism is that number one, when you get people to come once. So, our job as a destination marketing organization is to advertise to people that do not live here. So, we reach out with our advertising and we do it at a distance that we target, like in the fall, we target the coastal areas because it's who's coming. In the spring or winter, February, March, we target uh, Ohio, Illinois, you know, points north, Tennessee, 
because spring comes earlier and they know it here, so they come down. But once you get them, you got to get them back. So since we have such a high return rate on our visitors, some people, you know, they stay in a cabin, they make sure it's the same cabin every single year and they come every year. So that's a big piece of our business. But the thing that retains them in addition to what they just like coming is the fact that we treat them right. You, I never get a complaint. Well, somebody, John, somebody was extremely rude to me at such and such a place. We just don't get those. And that is such a typical uh, criticism to get all around the country. But we, we treat people with respect and dignity, and they enjoy their visit, and we're nice to them, and we're cheerful to them. And, wow, they notice that. Yeah. So they do come back. So thank you, DeKalb County, for exactly. being nice to people when exactly. they come. Exactly. And they are. Yeah. We are. Everybody is. So what do you have any other numbers you want to share with us or information? Well, I'll just give you an idea about just okay. how big tourism is. So last year, just in DeKalb County, tourists spent $149 million. And that means that for those dollars to be in that $149 million, they had to pay for lodging. Anywhere in the county, they paid for lodging. And that started the rest of the piece of that formula. Now, understand, listeners, that money didn't go back to DeKalb County as far as the government portion of it. That's just what they spent on lodging, right? That's right. Okay. Yeah. So we did receive a our taxable well, part of that. Yes. So, like in Fort Payne, they're receiving, uh, they're receiving the taxes, multiple types of taxes on that. And uh, certain cities, there's other, there's convention taxes, things like that. But they receive lodging tax and they receive retail taxes. So when the visitor comes, they buy a lot of stuff, and all those have retail dollars. So that is in that $149 million. So they bought the lodging. That triggers, and, and when they buy the lodging, we collect where they're from because they're giving us that data mm-hmm. when they give the card. And uh, the zip code determines it. And the economic formula for cost of living, how much hotels are and everything here, that's where we get over $600 a day. That I was telling you about. Yeah. So that's that's tremendous. And so, if you look at the state of Alabama, now this is impressive. We had tourism meetings last week. Um, tourists uh, Googled the state of Alabama sixth in the entire country. Wow. Last year, and that includes District of Columbia, because from a tourism standpoint, that's a separate state. So out of 51 locations, Alabama was six. So people were looking at data on visiting Alabama, number six in the whole country. That's great. It's very impressive. And it was even more impressive during COVID because people thought, well, we can come to Alabama and we go to the beach, we go to the mountains, and we don't need to worry about being like penned in close to people. Uh, who, the ones that really got hurt were the big convention cities like oh. Huntsville and Birmingham wiped them sure. out. So and and they're still recovering. But but for us it was leisure tourism. Well even for people came. who lived here, I, I can't tell you the number of people who said, you know what? I went to DeSoto State Park. I haven't been there in years. Exactly. And yep. hiked. Exactly. I mean we it, it, people do this all over too. You take it for granted what you have right in your backyard. So we had our biggest year in DeKalb County and in the state in in, in twenty two. Twenty one and twenty two. I just got the numbers for the state. We were up 12% statewide, 22 over 21. 
Now, I don't have my 22 numbers yet. That comes out in a couple of weeks. I'll have one of these little books that I've showed you that mm-hmm. has, gives me all the numbers. But it's incredible that we beat 21 because after, after 20, 20 was our only down year in more than a decade. We were down a little bit statewide at the Great Recession. And then we weren't down again. It was just straight up until uh, 20. And then it dropped off. But then we came back so strong in 21. We like had the biggest year ever in history by far. So we've had perpetual growth uh, in DeKalb County. So if you look at our little pie chart, which I know you can't see this out there, but I'm going to show Jennifer. And you'll see the lines. We've got 17 years worth of history there. Wow, yes. You see, but can our readers find this somewhere? Is it online anywhere or no? We, not our readers, our listeners. <laughs> n- not, not, not this okay, particular okay. group. But you'll see those lines. That is nine uh, eleven, and then I mean that's the Great Recession, and nine eleven had just a little bit of a blip in there. Now, let's see. I mean, yeah, that's the Great Recession. 9-11 now dropped off my numbers. It, it, it only keeps 17 years on right. that chart. But we have a real success record here. And, you know, the community certainly deserves, um, you know, the growth that we're getting yes. because people people really love to come here. Uh, if someone was wanting to get into the tourism world, what would you suggest? Is there a void? Is there some place that's not being filled around tourism that – Maybe somebody in our community could feel? Well, the Alabama State Parks have job openings. Uh, and that's a wonderful career. But a lot of the lodging in all throughout the state needs needs need hospitality workers. Oh, they so need we have okay, several. So my, my thinking was more along the lines of, is there a service not being offered? Or do we need more lodging? Or is there some something, a venue space, or something that maybe we're missing out on we that would help. We need more bike trails that are continuous, badly. We badly need those. We tried a couple different things uh, that fell through at the last minute. We were going to have a bike trail that went up from the basically from the rec center up to the top of the mountain mm-hmm. and then joined into DeSoto State Park trails, which also joined Little River Canyon trails. That would give us a long all-day ride. What happened was the piece to get to the top of the mountain uh, at the last minute, it failed. But we really need that because there's so many people that are just so dedicated to uh, mountain biking or street biking. So there's nowhere in the county that has bicycle lanes. We need that. You're right. We need bicycle lanes. But even... Just as important, we need mountain bike opportunities because once you get to the top of the mountain, you got a pretty good trail system that connects DeSoto State Park and Little River Canyon. Just to be able to get get up there. Yeah, well, I would be. Uh, so that's an important. Hey, one. I would be in favor of, yeah. of an incline, just because um, riding a bike up the mountain does not sound fun to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could make it up the mountain on the bicycle. John, is there? Um, maybe out. there should be a little restaurant at the top for people encouragers like you and I. We could cheer them on while we enjoy a beverage and uh, maybe a nice meal. And as they ride by, we can maybe pour water on them or something. I know. Well, an <laughs> incline up to the mountain that led to a restaurant with a big deck. That'd be nice. That would it? be very nice. So there's there's an opportunity And there someone. is a couple really good views of downtown Fort Payne, which is a very attractive view of yeah. Fort Payne. Maybe be a couple of places you got to clear some trees 
uh, top the trees. But Okay, people, give us a call if you're interested. We've yeah, got some opportunities for uh, you. No, <laughs> it, w- it would go over well. Is there anything else we haven't talked about, John? No, I don't think. Uh, I think that what people want to know is that, you know, we we are successful here um, as far as attracting the visitors and attracting those hours. We, and as it, long as we treat them right, they're not going to stop coming. And okay. as we sit here, I'm thinking of stuff we didn't even touch on, like live music. We have oh, so know. many artists yeah. in our community. There's always pockets of entertainment happening around town. That's and, right. And we um, have restaurants and bars around town that are providing music on the weekend. And, and we're not just talking about we're talking about quality music. Yes. We just have great well, entertainment. There here. are so many people, if, for our listeners, that live in Fort Payne, musicians, talented musicians who could go and live anywhere. They're here, right here in our backyard. I know. I'm, I'm jealous of those people. <laughs> I tried to play guitar and really did, couldn't, but well, they look like they were born with it and just pick anything. Oh, and the I'm talent. I'm just totally amazed Blown away. at people's yes. ability to play musical instruments. Well, we appreciate them playing music for us we on the weekends do. and sure whenever they can. So we'll put in our show notes um, information about June Jam, yep. Boom Days, some of the venues that we've talked about, um, and ways you can, um, times to visit, I guess. I mean, there's any time. We'll take you any time. Yeah. And I should <laughs> say that, you know, if you want, we do an annual travel guide. The Times Journal helps us with it. They sell some advertising in it to help pay for it. But it's a travel guide that has everything to see and do countywide. Yes, and it's that very one is one that we distribute, you know, stacks of every week because in our advertising we include the fact, you know, order here for the travel guide on our website and uh, or on phone call, and it it basically will walk you through everything there is to do. So uh, if you want some of those, we're at twenty four fourteen uh, Airport Road West right now. So it's not officially number? a visitor center. It's 256-845-3957. So if people call us and they want to come in, then we can give them a travel guide. And we've got a whole series of other uh, travel guides that concern specific things, like we've got the motorcycle trail. We've got the wine trail. The waterfall we, trail. waterfall trail. Hallelujah trail. Hallelujah trail. 100-year-old churches that have been in, never been out of service. And some of these touch on us. I mean, obviously, waterfalls. Yes. The Hallelujah we, Trail does. That's right. Motorcycle yes. Trail probably does as well. It does, yes. In fact, this brochure, of which I happen to do the photography for, there's a picture on the Scenic Parkway for this guide. So it's really cool. Yes, we got well, everything. And hey, we got if everything. anyone wants to open up a winery, a vineyard here, you know, Fort Payne or DeKalb County. I offer taste We testing. can add that to our wine um, trail as well. So yes. there's an opportunity. So we're John and I are all about the eating and drinking opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, I, I like it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for okay, joining me today. Thank you, Jennifer. Really enjoyed it. Good. And okay. you'll. I hope you'll come back. Absolutely. Anytime. Okay. Yep. Good deal. Thanks. Okay, thank you. You've been listening to Business is Booming a podcast brought to you by Fort Payne Chamber of Commerce. The host is Chamber Director Jennifer McCurdy, Executive Producer Stephen B. Smith, with Assistant Producer Emily Kirby. Our engineer is Lucas Smith of Lucky Sound Studios. Business is Booming is a production of Rare Life Media 